back to episode two of Sorted Thoughts. Hopefully it's a little less shaky than episode one, but no promises because again, I'm using my freaking iPhone. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the art. Yes, it is an art. The art of giving and receiving advice. Um, but before we do, I'm going to give you a little life update. Not sure if you guys care about those just yet, but um, kind of a good way for me to just lay out as well. Each time I sit down to record one of these podcasts, kind of the week that has been and things that I'm looking forward to just as kind of an accountability check-in with myself as well. So this week, I can't really say it was a huge week of wins. I know that's kind of pessimistic to start off with, but honestly, it's pretty BAU for me. Like you guys, um, you know, if you would have heard in the first episode, I work a corporate job. So a lot of that going on, it's now what, Thursday. So I have been working. I don't know if I should really say it, but whatever, I'm putting it out there. I finally finished my Big Brother application. Now, anyone who knows me knows that Big Brother is something that I've talked about and then very seldom carried through on actually applying for throughout the years. Um, And this year I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I don't care. So anyways, I'm setting and forgetting that, putting it out to the universe. Big Brother application was done. Um, Obviously, I pulled my finger out as well and got started on this podcast. Um, And I guess... Now I'm looking at it. The real reason I even got started on both of these things this week is because I decided out of honestly sheer fear at some points that there is so little time left in the year. I'm sure everyone's feeling that. Um, Well, hopefully not, but I am because I've just been fucking lazy for too long of the year, but that's my own uh, (laughs) issue to work through. Um, I am going to start out on the 12 week year. So it's it's a book. I'm not all the way through it. I do understand the concept of it. It's basically to help accomplish in terms of goals more than most people do in 12 weeks um, than the average person does in you know 12 months, a whole year. So I'm very excited for that. I really fucking hope it does something because I know that I have a lot of catching up to do. Um, but that's, you know, that's in the spirit of transparency and that's why we're here. Um, And hopefully some of the shit we work our way through throughout this series, like I spoke about, it's going to stop this being an issue in my life, you know, procrastinating, fear of being seen, whatever else. But we'll touch on that. That's not what today's episode is about. Hopefully next week's life update is a little more exciting. I'll touch base on the 12 week um, year thing and how that's going. If you guys want to, you know, a dedicated episode to that, let me know in the show comments. Is that what they're called? Um, I don't know. We can go from there. I will, maybe I'll put a poll for those listening on Spotify. That's something I do remember. But anyway, let's just get into it. Right. So the art of giving advice or giving and receiving. Now, anyone who knows me knows that anytime there's some kind of curiosity, anything that crops up and I'm like, hmm, I wonder, I will literally put myself down a rabbit hole finding it out. I know it's not always the most productive use of time, but... I come away, you know, not ever wondering that thing again. Look it up. (laughs) So anyway, that's exactly what I did here with advice. And I was thinking, I wonder if there's any kind of point in time or in history rather where it's actually documented, you know, the beginning um, of advice as a thing, which, you know, obviously I thought after the fact that, you know, that's a little bit stupid. Obviously people like Julius Caesar and things like that had, you know, advisors, if you consider it that way. But advice columns, which is not where I was taking this podcast, but believe it or not, they go back to the 1600s. People have been talking shit in newspapers since the 1600s. 
So jumping straight into this research, so there was a British periodical back, you know, well, it started getting published back in the 1600s. The excerpt I'm going to read to you in a moment is from 1690. Um, and that was a British periodical called the Athenian Mercury. And guys, I've got to preface this little excerpt with the fact that they were not whinging about the shit that we are these days. They were a very existential, um, I guess, crisis stricken um, people back then. Uh, look, this is how it reads. So the guy writes into the paper, guy or girl, sorry. If I am thinking of committing any great and enormous crime and sin as adultery, but do not personally and actually commit it, am I guilty of the crime and sin? And the columnist responds, though our thoughts generally proceed from the habits of our minds, upon which account are the one more guilty if they are disorderly, yet our inclinations likewise having great dependence on the temperament of our bodies, a bare disposition is much less culpable than an act. But where... There wants nothing but an opportunity to complete it. The crime is in the same... Oh, sorry. The crime, rather, is in the same... Is. Oh, my gosh. The crime is the same in the sight of God Almighty. So you can obviously, you know, we can see what type of times we're in. Um, But, yeah, I found that really interesting um, that, you know, people have been going and confiding their worries and issues in other people and, you know, taking on or not taking on their response for years and years and years. Obviously, you know not that groundbreaking now that I'm recording this and I think about, you know, people like Julius Caesar and other prominent historical figures and whatnot that would have had their own types of advisors and all that kind of stuff and, you know, very old ancient governments and stuff. But yes, in terms of, I guess, an advice column, that kind of took me aback. Now, on that note, and if we're talking about advice on the back of history, I want you guys to just take a moment, like, you know, do what you're doing, keep listening to this and just try and think, if you can about the first or one of the first recallable times that you were asked for or that you asked someone for advice. So do you remember, do you recall it was like, shit, I need to just speak to my mum about this or, you know, you asked your friend, hey, you know, and I'm not talking about, oh, should I go to school? I'm talking about try and recall the first sort of weighted issue in your life that you confided in someone else for the purpose of advice. What was that vibe? Like who was who in that setting? Were you the asker? Were you the giver? Was it shit advice? Was it good advice? Did you carry it with you? I mean, would you approach that situation, be it as the giver or, to, or receiver um, of advice in that situation? It's just, you know, it's, a, it's good something just to kind of become considered about and just think of. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of this and there was a few different examples and it's kind of like, wow, okay. And then it kind of really, you really, the more you think about it, start to think of how that plays into your perceptions on advice and assholes and people who non-stop give unsolicited advice etc now as an adult so ponder that sit with it let me know what came to mind if you want in the comments but anywho let's just jump through all right the next thing i want to actually talk to you guys about is learning to differentiate between times when someone is coming to you to vent and when they're coming to you because they want your advice because honestly it's it's going to save both you and them so much time. And basically, there's nothing worse than when you think of where, like, those times when you're just chatting away or updating a, fa- a friend or a family member on, you know, oh, I took this job, I'm thinking of going here, I'm going to book this holiday, whatever. Just just having a, a general chat and their unsolicited bullshit advice starts rolling in. And oftentimes you will find that it's some it's from someone, you know, it doesn't this is not to talk out of turn of you loving that person or whatever, but it's their advice from a position that is just like, not on the same wavelength as what you're even dealing with. Like, you know, I'm talking like, uh, I guess uh, what's something I can 
compare these two. I mean, how they say, you know, you don't go and ask for business advice from someone who's never run a business, that type of thing. But it's always the person who doesn't own the business telling you about how to run the business. That, that type of shit. Hate it. Can't stand it. Anyway, I'm sure you're all very well versed in that. Um, yeah, we all know that it's just shit when that happens. It just changes the whole vibe and you just think, oh, fuck, sorry I even started talking, honestly. And what you need to know is the people who always give advice, like that's their default mode is just to listen and react, listen and react, listen and react. Um, you know, regardless of whether or not that's what someone's asking them for or, you know, the social cue in that situation that would tell them that is or isn't what someone in the convo wants. These people are powerless in their own lives to, a, to some degree in, you know, whether that's a, a current ongoing issue in their life that they don't feel like they have the power over or perhaps a personal resentment that they've held on to, you know, for lack of action that they have to reflect on in their own life. There's always some deep pitted uh, sense of powerlessness, whether over some current situation or something in their past that still sits within their cognitive realm um, that drives them to, you know, always feel like they need to flick on that advisor switch with everyone else. Um, it really, uh, it's just a way for them to emulate the control that they didn't exercise or, you know, when the iron was hot, hot they didn't strike, uh, basically. Now on Twitter, there's a woman called Yada Juan and she had a post that I found when I was doing a little bit of research on this and it's, do you want to vent or do you want advice? Just now learning after 40 years on earth that this might be the most important question to ask whenever a friend or a loved one is upset. Like, are you fucking kidding? Of course, yes. That I can't believe how simple it is and that pretty much just summarizes this whole point is, do you want to vent or do you want to advise? Do you want advice? Obviously, we can go down into oh, how to take this based on the setting and the relationship and the authority figures in the situation and all that kind of shit. But you guys are adults. You know how to work it in. You know, if your friend is going to, if, if they've just spent three minutes dumping how shit their workplace is and, um, you know, how terrible X, Y, Z is and how, how their love life shit and how they wish they worked out more and, you know, whatever else, any combination that we all whinge about. Uh, if it's something where it feels like there's kind of that closed pause or a moment where it's either you just go, oh, well, that's shit, or you, you were to, you know, fall into a spiel of a device, that's when you go, right, oh, okay, well, that sounds shit. Now, just so I don't offend you, like, do you, are you wanting to just get it off your chest and then, or did you actually just want my advice? And from there, just see how they react and take the conversation where it goes. Either they'll be like, oh, okay, what's, what's with working this into the conversation? You know, I know personally, if I started just whipping this out with my friends, they'd kind of be like, oh, okay. So if you don't preface why you're asking or, you know, oh, I've read this new thing or heard this new thing that, you know, it can really help if some people want to just dump, I keep on going to say trauma dump and guys, you should not trauma dump on your friends. And half the time we use that word incorrectly anyway, but no, clarify when they want to vent and when they just want advice, because there is nothing worse. Say, for example, I'll use this, I'll use the example of you're wanting to, you know, you start venting to your best friend about your mum or your dad or someone personal to you who it's generally a situation of, you know, we've all been there. You can talk shit, but no one else can type of thing, you know? So you, you might just unload on them. Oh, I had this fight with my mom and this happened and that happened and blah, 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 all this shit. And then they start coming back like, oh yeah, I noticed that, you know, like I noticed that you guys, like there's a, there was a bit of tension at that, you know, that barbecue I came to a few months ago and da, da, da. And they'll start giving their biased position because it's, un, you know, it's impossible for us to speak without our biases. We speak from our biases. I'll talk to that later. But you don't want to be talking out of turn and potentially, you know, bring on hot coals of your own in that relationship, be it a friendship or whatever. 
if they were just trying to be like, hey, I was just saying, like, you know, my morning's been shit because I had a fight with my mum. And then you've started, you know, bitching about their mum back to them. Not good. So do you want to vent or do you want advice? That is something that we all need to start, you know, kind of popping before we just react in conversations. And that's definitely something that's my action for this week from this pod. And I'm going to make it one of yours anyway. But anyway, moving on. Now, an asshole is someone who constantly seeks out advice or expertise, but seldom takes it. So my way of interpreting that is stop fucking asking me if you're never going to listen to anything I suggest anyway, cunt. You know, we all have them. I left that dramatic pause for you to all just have that photographic flash up in your head of who the fuck this is in your life. Best way just to mentally be able to start identifying these people in your life is to be honest with yourself. Take a moment of reflection and ask, am I this? Do I talk about my issues and my conflicts and things that seemingly need other people's input or advice just for the sake of mulling them over in my own head, of hoping the outcome will change, of hoping the narrative will stick a different way against the wall that is my mind? You know, identify whether you are one. And anyone who says they've never been is probably a liar. But anyone who's a fully, you know, grown and sound, well-rounded and well-adjusted adult who, you know, can confidently say that they are and they're proud of that, that's, that's not good. That's where we need to draw the line. So assholes, they never take your advice. And what, so what do they take? They take your fucking time. They take your time. They take your effort, especially if you're sitting there and speaking from a place of compassion and love and all those other great feelings that you have for this person and this loved one. That is an energetic drain. Everything is an energetic transaction. And I'm not going to get into the, too much into the woo-woo of that, but that's why you can hang around people, do seemingly nothing, you know, go grab a KFC meal and sit with them for an hour and you come home and you feel like you need a fucking nap because all they've done is just suck the fucking life out of you with their issues. And everyone has issues. I have them, we all have them. And that's the point of friends, right? Is to chat about them, seek advice, all that kind of shit. But one note I do want to make while we are speaking about ask calls is that it is so important and because it is such a unique choice, but it's so important you sit down and be real about what your boundaries are with these types of people. Do you not have a boundary and you're going to, you know, let them come to you six days a week, uh, you know, on your lunch break, for example, that same friend calls you, they're bitching about that same dead end toxic relationship that, you know, you still haven't spoken up about how you feel about them being in. You get the situation, right? Every time you speak to these cunts, it is just like a constant complaint, which I get it. But at a certain point, I want to hear, oh, so I told you about XYZ miserable point. So today I actually sent an email to X. I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say I actually took a soft action towards remedying said situation rather than oh, yeah, no, I just, I'm just going to leave it. And like, yeah, it is like, you know, and they're just sitting there in misery. People like that over time are going to drain the fuck out of you. Learn to learn your boundary, whether it is that, you know, you stop answering their calls or you do a silent, um, what's it called? Like a, um, where you can mute people on social media, where it's like, I call it like non-confrontational blocking. You can just hide their shit, um, especially if there's someone who likes to overshare that on social media um, and is someone who is easily triggered, you know, for example, by you seeing their social media, take an Instagram story. If that's the type of person that's like, they're going to see you've seen that and then call you, use that. I know it's petty and whatnot, but we're all fighting our own fight. Just do what you got to do. Oh, I didn't stop recording. Okay, stopping now. Depending on who we're actually talking about in this scenario, you might just want to just tell them straight, like, 
all right, for example, I will use my sister, my best friend, or, you know, my partner, for example. I will say like, all right, I love you, but you've literally told me this like four times now. What are we going to do about it? You know, I can be very blunt with certain people in my life. And I understand we all have people that we can just as much as there's people that we can't be that blunt with. So I guess the softer way of saying it is like, oh, how long has this been going on for type of thing? Or like, oh, wait, it's been a few months now, you know, just even feigned like ignorance. Like, oh, it's been a few months now. All right. Do you think that we could do anything about like, you know, even at first you might not even want to offer your, your, your help or whatever, but basically don't let these people take you for a fucking ride and put you on their one man talk show every week or whenever it suits them. If you see that it's actually not benefiting them, let them vent. If it's going to actually help that emotional and cognitive processing of that event into like, you know, the next stage of, all right, how the fuck do we sort it? Yes, venting can be healthy. It's, it's what we should do. We should be speaking up. We should feel safe to speak and discuss when things aren't okay. All of that good stuff. But what we shouldn't do is be trading our personal time, time and energy we could be spending on, you know, all of our goals and aspirations, for example. Obviously, not to mention work, paid work. Um, not to do all of, you know, don't be a therapist for free, basically. You're a friend. You're not equipped to just constantly hear the same issues without it chipping away at you. So... Draw the line in the sand, whatever that means for you when it comes to these ask holes um, and lay it down flat because I'm telling you, otherwise they're not going to. It would come to a point where everyone else who they go to to also dump their shit on will get to their point, lay down their line and you'll be the only one hearing it. So do yourself a favor and be the asshole now. <laughs> be the asshole to the asshole now rather than, you know, in five years time, look back and be like, holy fuck, I'm surrounded by people who do nothing but whinge and complain every time they speak to me. What? Okay, we're almost wrapping up. What I want to leave you with is four points to basically um, be a better communicator. Sorry, not a better communicator, a better advice giver, a better advice giver. So this is obviously, you know my stance on this by now, guys. Unsolicited advice is not a fucking thing. I will ask you directly when I want your advice, unless I'm literally, you know, choking on my own tears and I need to be told, hey, breathe. Don't give it to me if I haven't asked for it. It's a really cool thing to be a source of honest advice for people. Like it really speaks to your character and that they do hold you in a, in a higher capacity in some sense. It's someone they trust with, with their decisions and or at least influencing decisions that are going to, you know, form the story of their life. And I know it's not really that deep, but advice can be that deep to some people, especially if they're asking for it at a certain time in their life. What you give back to them is really going to be formative in that next move, right? I'm just going to jump straight into the four things. So the first thing on my four list of four is to listen carefully and suspend judgment. Now, I know that we all, you know, someone's telling you the story, you're processing it and your cognitive bias is already getting to work. But one surefire way to be a shit cunt in a situation where someone's asked for advice is to react too quickly to what they're telling you. And, you know, you're, you're taking too many surface level hints, their body language or whatever, a situation, the mention of someone else that you might not particularly like, et cetera, et cetera. It leads you to go down a particular thought pattern. We call that a heuristic thought pattern. That's just going to be unhelpful to them. So just listen, control yourself. If you're someone who really struggles with just like waiting three seconds before jumping out the gates, take a breath. You don't know the whole story yet. Yeah. Let them finish. So avoiding that hasty reaction obviously is what's needed. And to do that is, I reckon, 
without kind of grilling the person is to ask three deep questions before offering any advice. For me, it'll be basically like, oh, okay. And so like, is that still going on? Or like, for example, if someone raises that they're having a conflict with their partner, I will, before offering my advice is just to kind of gauge where things is at is to, oh, well, so what's the go now? Like, are you guys still fighting or have you got, did you guys end up sorting it out? Just to kind of, because there's nothing fucking worse than putting your foot in it and being like, oh, shit, yeah, that, you were totally right in doing that. What an asshole, blah, blah, blah. But they're telling you at 7am after they've already made up type of thing, you know? So yeah, just the tone of those questions as well. Just keep it curious, light, not too like, oh, okay. So how many times has he done this type of thing, you know? Um, but yeah, that person asking you might already be intimidated by you for a number of reasons. So like that could be the fact that again, they already put you higher in their own esteem or their own psyche on that particular matter that they're coming to you for advice with. Right. So there's other socially definable reasons. So don't abuse the power you hold in that situation. If it's like, you know, a team member at work and you're a manager or someone who is older and a younger cousin's asking you for something, don't abuse it and get, you know, just get power hungry and want to play fucking Pinocchio. Instead, just create space to let that discussion happen naturally. Um, but, and yeah, listen, that's the key point in that first step is to listen and suspend your judgment and don't fucking jump to conclusions like I do sometimes. We're all human and probably most of us aren't trained communicators. I'm not. So one thing to do when you're having this kind of advice exchange is to try and approach the entire interaction through alignment with that person's values and not yours, yeah? The worst way that you can share a bit of advice is to be like, well, if I were you, oh, well, I totally would have done that already. Or like, oh yeah, I already did. And it's like, or especially talking from, you know, uh, a well-intended thought of something you never actually fucking did, but in hindsight, you're an expert now that I've got the issue, cunt, you know? And why? Because you're not the one asking for advice. You are not the seeker in that exchange. Again, guys, these are the four tips around giving great advice, giving better advice, being a better advice giver. If you want any more points on better ways to receive advice, if you're someone who instantly gets cagey and suffers with, you know, or not suffers with, but deals with defensiveness when people give their advice, especially the advice that you've asked for when you still struggle to process that, let me know. I would be happy to throw together an episode on that. But anyway, this one is about, uh, let me, what was I getting into? Uh, yes. Okay. So you are not the advice seeker in this exchange. Yeah. Their problem isn't yours to actually solve, but they do, if they ask you for the advice, you've done all that clarifying, all that shit, you do need to enter into the problem with them. You know what I mean? Especially if you're going to offer solutions of empathy and really trying to stand in their shoes, you do have to enter it with them, but you don't take that shit on. The problem is now not yours because they've shared it. That should the aid of the point of sharing it is to help the person, the advice seeker. It's not then to just kind of sticky tack it onto you. You get me? So it's important, again, just to summarize that little alignment of their values and not yours. Don't try and replace them in their role of agency or authority in their, in their life scenario, their fucking issue that they're working through, but instead support them in their agency and authority. So if you're close to this person, you might already know what they care about and you, know, you might already cognitively know how your advice might help them. <clears throat> Sorry, something in my throat. You know, if you feel comfortable, you might want to ask some more like discovery type questions. Like what excites, like, well, what excites you about this? If they're taught, you know, someone might be nervous about changing jobs and it's, you want to alleviate the stress in that situation. Tell me what excites you. Like, what do you think it, you would, what do you think you would look like if you were successful then? You're telling me your life's so shit and you can't seem to be successful at anything. Like, what does that look to you? Like, what's going to motivate you to get this done? Is it 
what will motivate you to get this presentation done? Is it literally going to be a, a, a paperwork put in front of you saying you're going to be fired if there's any delays in this? Is it that type of really acute pressure-based motivation or is it going to be a $2,000 a month pay rise? Like be honest with yourself. Well, not yourself, but you're trying to get them to be honest with themselves. And what you might hear from your, your friend or whoever else it is, it might be similar to your own convictions and it might not. But again, your response after you've considered that is to align with what you hear and not shit that you already have as biased in your head and, and already taking for granted in your life. You know what I mean? Giving advice that isn't going to best suit the person asking for it, but rather just gives a chance for you to paint your, your list of coulda, shoulda, wouldas is not fucking nice. It's a waste of, you're better off not giving the advice to the person, frankly, because you're just turning it into your own little Truman show and it's, it's going to leave them more confused. Blah, 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 blah. You just don't do it. All right. Align with their values and not yours. Number three is naming your own biases slash never fucking agree to give an unbiased opinion. They don't exist. If you find yourself in a position where someone's asking you for your unbiased opinion, you just immediately shut it down. However you want, whatever's fitting, you know, you know how to talk. You're always going to be biased in some way. And that's a great thing. Your bias comes from all your experiences and all that kind of stuff and all the good shit in life. And your experience is what that advice seeker is after really, you know what I mean? But not all biases are going to be useful. And as we know, we live in a very opinionated world. Some can be destructive, even if we kind of think that we're mentally and emotionally prepared for that sort of response when seeking out advice. There's a quote that I actually found through doing this and it says, beyond our racial, socioeconomic and gender biases, we're also biased according to our education, social position and personal modes of operation. And what I found interesting about that is it goes back to that point I made earlier is like, read the room in terms of positions of authority. Is there an, is there an imbalance of um, power here? Again, in a professional setting, whether it's someone younger that you're dealing with, someone that you definitely you could wield influence onto, um, where you're the adult or the trusted, literal, the trusted advisor in that situation, be very aware of that, right? And weigh that carefully because you can even offer it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> what I was trying to say is when you are accustomed to giving advice from those positions of power or whatever, that's what you need to weigh carefully. So what you can offer it to the someone coming to you for advice is be like, oh, people usually come to me about blah, 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 blah. And I have this to say generally, like, so I can kind of get a better feel for your situation so I can help you out. Perhaps, you know, what I need is blah, 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 blah. And you have the conversation go from there. So basically you can open it up and be like, yeah, people always ask me about this and kind of just give the vibe as to what you are happy to talk about. But if people are like an unbiased opinion and say, for example, come out and ask me about like, do you really feel like I should go with my uncle to, you know, I really love my uncle, but hung out with him like my whole life, really close family. And he wants me to go to an anti-gay rally. Um, you know, I want you to be unbiased and let me know, do you think I should go even though socially that might be something I'm condemned for? Like, no, read the fucking room. There, <laughs> I have a very firm and rainbow bias there. So no, be very aware of your own biases. And it's something that we can just benefit from doing more and more in daily life. Because when you really look into biases and the whole, there's a shit ton of literature out there, podcasts, all of that. If you want to get into biases and how, how they're formed in the mind and how they influence our behavior and all that kind of stuff, go look for it, go for gold. But it's really fascinating stuff. Ultimately, as much as we try and think that we're the most Switzerland in any situation and all the work we do to be, we never really are. And that's okay. But just be aware of that and just don't kind of commit to the impossible and give an unbiased opinion when you really never ever can. 
Alrighty, my fourth and final point for this episode is to ask for feedback. I know this sounds weird and I know that I'm probably getting a little bit managerial hat typey vibes here, um, but request advice on your advice as weird as it sounds, you know, the person might not come back to you for advice again and you probably actually have a lot to offer. Again, that's why people are asking you. They don't just go pick any Tom, Dick and Harry out off a fucking, you know, the email list and be like, oh, let me go and trust him with giving me advice on my next move right? So you don't treat yourself or people that you're providing advice to out by assuming you did them good without checking. You know what I mean? Like I always, especially because if someone gives me the green light to give advice and I just kind of go out with this barrage of my initial, okay, this is what I took from you. This is what could be the possible, you know, my preliminary assessment of what could be all options. Have you looked at this? You mentioned this, blah, blah, blah. You know, my initial spill back, it's not just, oh yeah, nice. It's a bit of a spiel. <laughs> so after that, especially if I am going to kind of just throw a bit at them, I like to say like, is that making sense? Or like, not in a condescending way, but like, does that resonate? Or like, am I completely missing the point here? Like, or if it's a friend, babe, let me know if I'm completely missing the mark here, you know, because you want to kind of just reaffirm to yourself that my, where my mind goes when I'm trying to help people in situations of giving great advice is that the right, you know, train of thought or have these last 10 people I've thought, you know, thought that I was some fucking genius gone and been like, oh, well, that was fucking nothing. Thanks. Thanks, Google. You know, <laughs> so check in and the ones, the people, the relationships I find the way you're closer to the person is easier way, easier way to start working that in and getting that kind of verification, if you will. Um, but the best part about that, especially the ones closest to you and it's not, and you have that kind of gauge friendly relationship Sometimes the answer is like, yeah, that does make sense. Like, oh, fuck yeah, that, wow. Yeah, that makes total sense. And sometimes it allows them to be like, actually, no, not really. I was talking about this, but you kind of went on this kind of tangent. And sometimes you can be like, oh, wait, did I start talking about my own experience there and reacting from that bias and that historical standpoint in time? So ask for feedback as well. I guess that's probably not really a mandatory, but if you are someone who is kind of, you know, you care about this and you want to keep your advice giving skills um, on your own peripheral and constantly work at that, seek advice. It's the same as anything. We only get better through advice. It's a free gift. All right. Well, it's not free. It takes people's time. So we should treat it as a gift. Alrighty. Episode two done. And that was the art of giving and receiving feedback. I know we did focus a bit more on the giving side towards the end, but there's just a few things to consider in that exchange. You know, it might seem like a minute fleeting part of the day, but the, I guess the potential for fallout in poor advice and poor advice taken is what kind of drove this whole thing. You know, it's something that we need to get right. Otherwise just be like, oh no, I'm not the best one for it. And turn them to someone who's actually going to help them, you know? So anyways, thank you again for listening. In summary, like we know, differentiate off the bat whether asking them or you're the one clarifying whether someone is venting or asking for advice all right it's very important it's going to establish the tone of whether you need to just kick back and fucking listen and go you know pop some microwave in the um (laughs) pop some popcorn in the microwave um and pop that person on mute for 10 seconds i'm joking but or where you need to actually show up really take that in and be prepared to give to give um some really meaty advice back to that person. So clarify that, work out if you are an asshole or who the assholes in your life are. And if you are choosing to keep them around, what your boundaries are going to be with them in terms of that energetic drain of giving advice constantly that is never followed. That's the second point. And the four points just around a general good advice giver. They listen carefully and suspend judgment. 
Number two, they align their response with their, with uh, the advice seekers' values, not their own. They name their own biases, okay? They don't think that they're capable of giving unbiased opinions because we are not. And number four is that they ask for feedback. They ask for advice on their advice, as silly as that seems. So that has been today's episode, guys. This has been really cool to kind of research. Admittedly, I did do a little bit more on today's than the first episode. Um, So yeah, I quote just to summarize this whole thing and my personal belief on advice is this. There is no author. It just listed as a proverb. Give neither salt nor advice until asked directly. If you enjoyed my take on this, definitely hit that subscribe or follow button, whatever you guys call it. I know that it really does help new shows like this one. Helps me and my show to grow it slash my wings. So if you could, please, and also give us a rating down below and leave a review, show you feel so inclined. Otherwise, I might see you... I was going to say I might see you next week. I will see you next week. Might see you sooner. But thank you.